Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners i know we all love to clink clink but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back you know what i mean are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year well recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are zero percent alcohol made with real fruit only 25 calories or less sweetened with agave infused with functional ingredients and they taste just like your favorite cocktails just without the alcohol i love the recess paloma because i love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hi and welcome. Welcome. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. We just had a couple margaritas at the uh, Mexican food. It was mucho bueno. Mucho bueno. We also had some leftover margaritas and Gretchen could not bear herself to leave them on the table. Tabitha did give me permission to pour them in my reusable water bottle. (laughs) She did. So... That's on our bonus episode. We'll be drinking those margaritas from the Mexican restaurant. In about 45 minutes. What? In about 45 minutes. Yeah, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Until then. our coffee gets cold. Until then, we're drinking coffee with Baileys. We know how to space it out. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. We probably will wake up with a headache, but it's okay. Yeah. So we're here in our studio. Yeah. Your husband took your kids to the movies. That's so nice. My husband took my kids to the movies. Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to fall asleep during the movie because it's already after eight o'clock. Yeah. It's Saturday night. Yeah. And we're almost ready for bed. We're in our pajamas. We are. 
Well, I kind of never am not in my pajamas. I have like kind of a pajama. That's true. A daytime, nighttime look. My kids have adapted to it too, especially my son. You know, he just goes ahead and sleeps in shorts. I've stopped fighting it. I'm like, whatever. You do have to change your clothes before school the next day. My son only wants to sleep in his clothes also. He doesn't want to put pajamas on. So weird. So you know what? I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. Okay, fine. If it's comfortable for you. you go to bed, I'm okay with it. That's totally me. (laughs) Yeah. My friend, she won't even let her kids go to bed without a shower or a bath every single night. Oh, Lord. She can come over and comb my girl's hair. I I cannot even. I was like, wait, every night? Every night? Every other night is good. And no way. Maybe every three nights. (laughs) I'm like, wait, when did you have a bath last? Oh, yeah. You probably need a bath now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We're really bad about the teeth brushing thing. I'm better about that. Yeah, I'm really good about it when we're on a schedule, you know, you know, when it's everybody Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah. But then the weekends kind of like weekends. It's like, did you brush your teeth? Then you get a big whiff and you're like, oh, no, you did not, sir. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> so gross. So gross. Like, you got to brush your teeth. So I don't like the cavities or the payment for the cavities. Yeah. You know what is crazy is my son is the one who like least wants to brush his teeth and he has the best ones. That's... He gets that from my husband. So does Sean. Never had a cavity in his life. Yeah. It's I not know. fair. It's not you fair. You know, when I was working in Outback. They had these conic cups that you would put under the soda machine, and then you had to throw them away right away, right? Totally not environmentally friendly at all, but it was in the 90s. So I would drink Coca-Cola all night long. Oh, like little sip. pink high C. Oh, is that what Lemonade. you drink? No, I got Coke. And no straw, just, you know, whatever. Straight to the teeth. 17 cavities. So crazy. Crutchy. I remember this. You know how much money 17 cavities is to fill? A lot. And I was a college student. Yeah. Paying my own way. Yeah. No, not fun at all. So anyways, not, I'm now I'm drinking Bailey's and coffee, which is also sugary. So I will definitely be brushing With my your teeth After this. How's that going? Are those in your mouth right now? No, that's why I sound so good. That Don't is why you sound so good. Oh my God. Do you guys notice when she's a total dork and she posts on Instagram with her Invisalign in? Gretchen hates it. I she hate it. I'm like, hates take that my shit Invisalign. Out. Take it out. You know what I like though? Makes my teeth look bigger and I really love a big smile. They make your teeth look stupid. No, it doesn't. That's the truth. <laughs> she's such a B. <laughs> I am. A B to the I to the T, so to the C to, to the, the H. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about today? Today, I'm going to tell you about a twisted love triangle with a sad ending in our neighboring country to the north, the Canada. The Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. I are like ready Canada. For it? I don't know. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Tabby. Yeah. Let me tell you about 2006 in Toronto. Have you been to Toronto? I have. I actually have a super awesome dress that I bought in Toronto. I wore it 
on my, not engagement party, but the party that you have before your wedding. What's it called? The day before? A rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. dinner. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It's like a silk dress. I got it in Toronto. Oh. You know what they also have in Toronto or in all of Canada? It's called poutine. Like poutang? <laughs> <laughs> it's not poutang. It's not poutang. <laughs> it's not poutang. Do you know what poutang is? <laughs> I know what poutang is. <laughs> no. I'm not mature. That's why you don't take me in public very much. Poutine is like French fries with gravy on it. <laughs> okay. Which maybe is where poutang came from. Yeah. That's yeah. Gross. <laughs> that sounds so gross. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. Well, in 2006 in Toronto, it was happening. Okay. 2006, that's when I got my dress. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay. So it was especially happening for a young Ashley Petchaluk. Ashley was a culinary student who worked at a grocery store called Lublau's. Okay. Okay. She gave food demonstrations. Like Costco. More like a Whole Foods. Okay. Fancy grocery store. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Ashley was this fresh-faced 20-year-old girl that I could totally picture working at a Whole Foods here or something. She looks like Rachel Maddow, except she has a lip ring. You know who Rachel Maddow is? No. She is... Well, fuck me sideways. (laughs) She is... Who is she? She is a a liberal news reporter, and I have no opinion about her one way or the other. We don't give a fucking flying shit if she's liberal or conservative. conservative. But I think she's a real nice looking lady. Okay. 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 Like clean cut, short hair, preppy, you know the type. I know the type. Okay. Should I say that it's surprising that she's a liberal? Oh, I'm getting to that. Okay. 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 The lip ring thing, though. I did watch a lot of interviews with this Ashley, and I just don't get it. Doesn't that get annoying? The lip ring? Yeah. You know what I don't get? I mean, the lip ring is fine to me, but you know the rings that are in the nose and they're like a bull ring? That is the ring I don't get. Well, I think some of them are kind of cute these days. If you have a cute nose. Yeah. You have to have a real cute nose to rock one of those. I used to have a nose ring. Yeah. Tabitha was not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Your nose isn't as cute as a nose (laughs) ring nose. Well, well, I don't have it anymore. Suck it. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, this fresh-faced young girl was uh-huh. working at the Loblaws and that's where she met Nicola Pudicom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. She went by the name Nikki, Cute. but Nikki was a department manager at the supermarket. Okay. Okay. Got it. She was 12 years her senior mm-hmm. and she was a real disco biscuit. Oh. Okay. Okay. In the beginning, the two co-workers just started hanging out after work, getting together for cocktails, etc. But after about six months, one night when Ashley was driving Nikki home, 
Nikki confessed to her that she had caught feelings. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ashley was ecstatic. Oh. Yeah. She liked Nikki a lot, too. Okay. The two soon after went on a camping trip together where they took it to the next level Mm -hmm. and things got physical, physical. (laughs) That used to be my favorite song when I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Ashley had had a few experiences with women before since she had been out since she was about 15, but this was Nikki's first. Okay. Nikki actually had a boyfriend of about 10 years. Whoa. Yeah. His name was Dennis Hoy. He worked for the Toronto Transit Company as a security officer. From what I can tell, his relationship with Nikki had a less than healthy dynamic, though. According to Ashley, Dennis was really controlling and intimidating. And that is actually what had kept Nikki in the relationship for so long. She had told Ashley that she had tried leaving in the first three years and he had gotten violent with her. Something else about Dennis is that he claimed he was associated with the motorcycle game and he would like take credit for crimes in the newspapers. Oh, like Hell's Angel? Yeah, something like that. And he would say, you know, oh, did you see that? robbery or that building. That oh, and you'd be like, that was me. That was me. Yeah. So I don't really know if he was or he wasn't, but the girls believed it and they were real intimidated yeah. by it. Right? It's kind of scary. Yeah. So, okay. Spoiler, Dennis is not here to defend himself. So I can't really incorporate his side of the story, but I also couldn't find anything about his family or friends. And I really tried. Okay that said anything to discredit Ashley and Nikki's account of his character. So I'm going to kind of throw him under the bus now. And I'm just telling you, I tried. Okay. So under the circumstances, being that Nikki felt that there was no way out of her relationship with Dennis and she was in love with Ashley, they found a way to make it work. Dennis was actually okay with his longtime girlfriend having a lesbian lover. But Ashley says that was not her jam, and so it never happened. She says that at first the threesome tried to go to dinners and movies, but it was just awkward. I can imagine. I cannot even imagine (laughs) dealing with that. Yeah. So the tensions between them all grew. The dynamic ended. Nikki could hang out with Ashley if it was okay with Dennis. Ashley says she always watched herself around Dennis because she feared if he had a problem with her, he would take it out on Nikki. It sounds real bananas to me, but what's more bananas is that after a couple months of this, Ashley moved in with Nikki. And it wasn't just the two of them, though. They had another roommate named Kilpatrick Knowles. Everyone has real interesting names. Yeah, they do. In the Canada. Well, it's not like, I don't think they really do in Canada have really interesting names. Well, this I know group a lot of Canadians. Had real interesting names. Yeah. Yeah. Just this group. Okay. So each of the roommates had their own room in the two-story apartment. 
So Dennis was okay with Ashley living there. It wasn't a secret or anything, but at the same time, Ashley avoided Dennis if he was over. So much so that she stayed in her room and would pee in a bottle to avoid having a run-in with him. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that. It, by the way, it's really hard to pee in a bottle as a girl. I know this. <laughs> you need a wide mouth cup. Yeah. I mean, I have tried a lot of times and it car. doesn't work. No, I know. I pee all over the car. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So Ashley admittedly was deep in love with Nikki at the time and naively felt like even under the unbearable circumstances, she needed to stay living in the apartment to protect her love from her love's other relationship. How she was feeling at the time is detailed in the journals and love letters that she kept in 2006. She says it gave her so much anxiety that she often threw up, but she stayed in it because she thought Nikki would be worse off if she left. She was only 20. Oh, I get it. I 20. Mean, most of us are like real dumb at 20. At 20? Yeah. yeah. And remember, Nikki's 32. Okay. Yeah. And she was in over her head being the third wheel. But thankfully, most nights Dennis spent at his own place. Okay. Got it. Until October. In October, Dennis woke up to find that all four of his tires had been slashed. This had Dennis shook. Mm -hmm. And so he decided to just start staying at Nikki's place all of the time. This led to Ashley and Nikki starting a conversation about how they were going to get rid of Dennis for good. One day while on a smoke break, Ashley told some of her coworkers at the Loblaws all the tea about her relationship. And she told them also that they were thinking about killing Dennis with a baseball bat. I would have eaten that shit up if I was her coworker. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell me more. I mean, the killing part, that's not cute at all. But, you know, I wouldn't have taken it that seriously either. And these coworkers didn't. They didn't. They didn't think it was going to really happen. No, no, no. They didn't think she was serial. They didn't go to authorities or anything. I mean, they kept a mental note, like maybe this chick is nuts, but. You don't ever really think somebody's going to do that. No, especially like a 20-year-old girl. They just think, oh, no, you're just, you know. Talking. Yeah. Okay. So according to Ashley, she admits that this conversation transpired with her coworkers and she does admit that she did write what a fat fuck Dennis was in her journal Mm -hmm. a lot. She wrote it a lot and that he shouldn't be able to go on living. Oh, but she never technically agreed to kill him. And as crazy as that all sounds. I believe her, but I'll tell you what, it does not look good for Miss Ashley Petchaluke. So here's how it happened. On October 27, 2007, Nikki went to Ashley and said, Hey girl, it's time to kill Dennis. He's asleep. Let's whack him. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Ashley says, no way, this is not happening. She says Nikki was like real disappointed in her lack of enthusiasm because they had been chatting about this plan for a while. But Ashley put her foot down and said, no, no way. Mm -hmm. Although she knew Nikki was mad and that was a bummer, she thought the discussion was over. So she just went to bed. She says the next thing that happened was she woke up to Nikki banging on the door, telling her she didn't know what happened, but Dennis was dead. The two women went to the other roommate's room, Kilpatrick's, and woke him up, and then Nikki called the police. Nikki called 911 and told the operator she just stepped out of the shower and found Dennis on the bed, covered in blood. And the 911 operator asked, well, is he awake? And she said, I have no fucking clue. So this got me thinking, what would I do if I walked out of the shower and Fred was in the bed covered with blood? I'm pretty sure I would check and see if he was alive or breathing. Of course. Right? So, yeah, that's a red flag. And where was he bleeding from? Everywhere. Okay. I've seen the crime scene. Everywhere. Stabbed? Hammered? Baseball bat? Gnarly. I'm getting to it. Okay. Okay. So the police showed up and Ashley went downstairs and answered the door for them. Police found Dennis dead in the bedroom and they described the scene as something out of a horror movie. Dennis had been killed with... An axe. An axe. I just was going to say that when you said it was worse. (gasps) And the axe was still in the bedroom. No way. Yeah. So the police questioned Ashley, Nikki, and Kilpatrick at the scene. And Mm -hmm. Nikki tells them the axe was an item that was already in the house. Her and Ashley had bought it for a camping trip. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you go camping a lot. Do you guys have an axe? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going camping with you. Camper, I'm telling you, if you're thinking about chopping your own wood, don't. That's just buy it. You have an axe? Of course we have an axe. I have a husband who is every survival thing ever. <laughs> but he does not chop his own wood. He goes right down there. He'd probably kill me for saying this. He goes right down to the store and buys it. Nobody really wants to chop their own wood. Who wants to chop their own wood? No, 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 no. But you have an axe. Of course we have an axe. No, I'm not going camping with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, somebody's crazy loose on the campground. You're going to be happy. We have that axe to protect you and your family. I'll just choose a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Seems easier to me. Anyways, police thought this was real weird because usually murderers don't show up with their own murder weapon. Or usually, I should say, murderers show up with their own murder weapon. And they don't just bank on there being an axe on the scene that they could use. You know what I mean? Yes. And then let me ask you, was the axe was totally bloody? Yeah, it was totally bloody. Okay. Also, there was no sign of forced entry. And she was in the shower. And she was in the shower. Did anybody hear anything else? No. In fact, Nikki told police she didn't hear 
this axe murder happened while she was in the shower, which is connected to the bedroom. And the other two never heard it either. No. That's real bizarre. Yeah. Sounds a little suspicious and didn't make sense to police either. So they brought them all down to the station at this point for questioning. Mm -hmm. They questioned each of them in separate rooms, but they all knew each other were being questioned simultaneously. So Kilpatrick says, I don't know. They just came in my room, told me Dennis is dead. And I thought, well, someone could still be out there. So we just barricaded ourselves in my room. Okay. So this Kilpatrick kid, he was just 19 years old at the time. And I have seen the interrogation video and he's believable, I guess. I just don't think the police pushed him very hard. The police believed him right away, which is kind of surprising. I mean, this Dennis is a big, strong guy. This was a gruesome murder. And the suspects are two small women and an average build guy who happens to work as a butcher. Oh, no way. Yeah. And the murder weapon, like I said, was an axe. But it's not Kilpatrick. I'm just surprised that he was cleared so early on. But it's not him. No, it's not him. Okay. But I'm just saying. Surprising. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the other interrogation rooms, neither Ashley or Nikki throw each other under the bus. They both say that they don't believe the other one is capable of murder. Although Ashley was honest about the fact that She had a motive to kill Dennis, but she just said she didn't do it. Police were adamant that they had their killer in one of those rooms. And so they interrogated the shit out of them for 20 hours. They interrogated them without food. And they tried to play each other against each other, hinting that the other one had given them more information and that they weren't leaving until they had answers. Well, finally, Ashley broke. But she didn't throw Nikki under the bus like you might think. She just confessed and said it was her. It seems like from the video, police were not expecting this because after she confesses, they say to her, are you sure? Are you sure you're not trying to protect Nikki? And she said, no. Like Like, that. No, No. like she's not protecting her. (laughs) And they said, well, then you are under the arrest for the murder of Dennis Hoy. After Ashley's confession, they showed the tape in the other room to Nikki and she looked stunned. And she didn't really have anything to say. She just said, oh, wow. I don't know what to say. Hmm. Hmm. She was probably thinking, like, I'm good. Yeah. But do they have DNA on the axe? No. Why? I think they were wearing gloves or something because I couldn't find anything about there being any prints or anything on the DNA on the axe. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be DNA somewhere. Or maybe they just didn't really go after it because they got the confession, like, that night. 
I know, but you would think that they would I've need to. I've seen the axe, though. The whole thing is covered in blood. And none of the girls were scratched up or anything. No. But no. mostly they just blunt force trauma to the head. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so Nikki was free to go. Well, Ashley awaited trial. Nikki and her mother visited her in jail twice a week. Okay. Side note, Ashley says when she went into the clink, she was scared because she's not the kind of girl that has ever even been in a fight. Not that I ever have or you ever have, I'm sure. No. And she doesn't fancy herself real tough or anything like that. But she said when she got there and word got around that she was an axe murderer, the ladies in the jail treated her like a real badass. So it didn't suck that bad. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So remember those two co-workers of Ashley's that she talked about? Yes. On her smoke breaks? Yeah. Okay. So um, they decided after they read in the newspaper that Dennis had died, that they probably ought to disclose all this to the police. And so although it wasn't an axe that Ashley had told her that they were going to kill Dennis with. It was Mm -hmm. a bat is what she had said. The story was eerily similar to what had actually happened. The coworkers knew about how somebody was going to claim that they were in the shower and that Nikki was going to make the 911 call. Oh, so it was both girls. (sighs) Yeah. So this revelation got police to thinking that they might just have a conspiracy to commit murder on their hands and both women were in on the plan. Mm -hmm. So they started looking into what motivation Nikki might have had. And guess what? Just four days after Dennis's death, Nikki had started the process to claim the $250,000 life insurance no. plan that Dennis had that she was the sole beneficiary of. Oh my gosh. Why is this always the case? I These know. people are such idiots too. They don't wait at all. I know. They're so money hungry that it's like they can't even think about going one. A week? Could you wait a week? <laughs> a month? How about six months at least? Come on, right? Okay, so seven months after the murder in May 2007, Nikki was charged with murder and conspiracy. When the arrest happened, Ashley was surprised. She didn't understand what had changed. The fact that there was a life insurance plan that Nikki was the sole beneficiary of was news to her. She started to think maybe she got played. Yeah. Yeah. How could her lover not tell her about the insurance? And also, she found out Nikki was pregnant. Oh, no way. With guess who was the father? Kilpatrick. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. It was the roommate. Yeah. (gasps) This got Ashley real pissed off. She thought they were in love. When it became apparent that this was not a two-way street, She started strategizing with her lawyer, like, how are we going to get me out of this pickle? Because going down the river for this greedy hoe, Nikki, it's not worth it. No, thank you. No, thank you. Changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So in April 2009, 
Ashley's trial began. At the trial, her lawyers got her confession thrown out. Oh. Okay. Okay. So this is a big win. Big win. Yeah, but that's fair, right? I mean, after 20 hours. Yeah. No food. Plus she had been up. This They didn't even take her to the station for four hours. So this is like she's been awake for 24 hours after the crime. Delirious. Totally delirious. Okay. Okay, so this is a big win for her defense, but the prosecution's argument was that she co-conspired with Nikki who committed the murder for money and Ashley went along with it because she was so desperately in love. Her journals and love letters to Nikki were presented as evidence and they were pretty incriminating. Yeah. She had it bad for Nikki. She wanted to get Dennis out of the picture. There is no doubt about that. Also, at the trial, the two co-workers from Ashley's smoke breaks testified for the prosecution. Their testimony was pretty damning because they said that the plan was that they were going to kill him while he was sleeping and say it happened while Nikki was in the shower and she was going to call 911, right? And then they would tell the police that there were people after him because he was in a biker gang. Oh. Right? Yeah. They really should have worked on that forced entry aspect. <laughs> they, I don't Police really, are on to that. I don't also really know like how you're like, oh, I was actually in the house when the crime occurred. And I came out and I wasn't scared for my life that somebody was going to murder me in the shower. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're saying that that's why they barricaded themselves in the room. Mm, I don't know. I know. Okay. I don't think it's a good plan to be there when it happens. Yeah. Well, so this all looked pretty bad because this is basically what happened, right? So it's not looking good for Ashley. This is until Ashley testified in her own defense. Hmm? I like that. Yeah, I do too. to do that, but I like it. I think if you're innocent, you have to. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. She testified that she was tangled up in this love affair and she only went along with what Nikki said because she was so afraid of jeopardizing her relationship. She says that although she knows how bad it looks that she went along with it, she says she never actually said, yes, I agree to kill Dennis. And she said that talking to her coworkers about what was going on in her personal life was actually a cry for help. I don't believe any of that, but. Well, the jury did. Well, that's good for her. Yeah. She had been locked up for two and a half years and she was found not guilty and walked out of the courtroom. Way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think what was working for Ashley was that, for one, her story never changed during her police interrogation, okay? Mm-hmm. From the get, she told the police about her fucked up relationship. She never tried to hide it. She never tried to say that she didn't hate Dennis or anything like that. Okay. So you need consistency in your story. Agreed. Also, she never denied having the conversations with the coworkers about getting rid of Dennis. Also, she wrote a lot of dumb stuff in her journals 
but she never specifically wrote, we are going to kill Dennis. You have to be really careful what you put in writing. What did she write? Like, I like, hate him. I want she him wrote dead. things like, when are his nine lives going to be up? I don't know that he should go on living, but she never said, I want to kill him. Okay. 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 And also, I mean, I think the thing is, is that the jury saw this young baby faced girl and this hot, very, very hot woman, 12 years, her senior Nikki. And they were like, there is no way Ashley was calling the shots in this relationship. No way. Nikki was for sure. Yeah. Ashley was just putty in her hands. And I think everyone sympathizes with getting burned by someone real pretty. I know, but you're still doing something wrong. You can't do something wrong. I'm just telling you, that's what I think they went oh. for. What town was this in? Toronto. Oh, yeah, Toronto. Where you bought the dress tab. Yeah, sorry. Okay. How, can we got, buy a house there? You know, it's real expensive there. It's real expensive there. We didn't even need to go over it. We can't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's real expensive. Okay. So a few months later... Nikki stood trial. So just like at Ashley's trial, how they blamed it all on Nikki, in Nikki's trial, they blamed it all on Ashley. Mm -hmm. And the defense was able to play Ashley's confession video for the jury, which was never seen by the jury that had acquitted Ashley. Oh, my God. Are you going to tell me both of these girls got off? No. Oh, okay. But... (laughs) Way to spoil it. Sorry. (laughs) But Ashley testified against Nikki at the trial. And I'm telling you, Ashley is a real good witness. Okay. Okay. But I also don't think Nikki really stood a chance after Ashley was found not guilty because people want to see someone held accountable, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could say they're like impartial, sequestered, whatever, but they're like, someone's got to hang for this. Okay. So Nikki was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. She is eligible for parole in 2032. The one loose end that I am still curious about is this Kilpatrick guy, okay? Yeah. His name is Kilpatrick Knowles. He's never been charged, but I can't help but wonder if he had started sleeping with Nikki before Ashley had gotten locked up, if he had anything to do with it. I just think it's real weird. I know. And did she have his baby? No, she terminated the pregnancy. Oh, she did. Mm Mm-hmm. It is real weird. And was she pregnant with his baby when they killed the guy? Well, according to Ashley, she says she started sleeping with him after she had gotten locked up. But it's not like Ashley would really know. I know. I mean. She wouldn't really know unless he told her that. But what if she had bribed this guy? Well, that's what I'm what saying. What if she had like gone into his room and said, hey, I got this life insurance plan. I'll split it with you. Yeah, it's very possible. You're good with an axe, a cleaver. An axe isn't that different. And nobody heard. I don't, I think that if you did something like that, it'd be loud. You think? Yeah. I mean, he's got to be screaming, but 
you know, maybe one blow really quick is best. Yeah. I watched this show. Yeah. One blow was all it took and it was no noise. You got to get them right at the right place. Yeah, I know. So knows. But also really sad. I mean, I don't, I don't really know about this Dennis character, but I think it's sad. I couldn't find any, I mean, I couldn't find an obituary. No way. I couldn't find anything about his family or his friends, which it's part of why I kind of doubt he was affiliated with a motorcycle gang because then I'm like, he would have a lot of friends. Yeah. He would have a lot of friends. They would say something. They would have been present at the trial or something. And he would have been on Facebook or something. Well, it happened 2006, which is kind like of right, right before. Or right when. No, it was like, no, Facebook was before that. But that's right when we all started. I don't think I got. MySpace. He would oh, definitely he would have, have been a on MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we all started to get Facebook. Yeah, we did. I remember when I hung up my MySpace, so I'm leaving you behind. I tried to go on to MySpace recently to try to grab some old photos. You did? Yeah. Couldn't. You can't do it. You can't. No. I think it's impossible. It still exists, but it's not what it was before. I wonder if I still have a profile there. No. I think I took it down. No, it's not. It's not like that. Okay. Yeah. So if you had pictures on there. Sayonara. Adios. Adios. That's what I meant. (laughs) I meant adios. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Au revoir. Au revoir. (laughs)